0: Praise the Lord, and welcome to I Have Podcast. I have I have a testimony, hosted by me, Reverend Mario Niheda. The podcast is shares and goes over testimonies from the people of God. So join me as I speak with fellow brothers and sisters in Christ that have influenced me and in my Christian walk, and see just how far God has brought us. Listen and be inspired and motivated by God's work in the lives of His people by His grace and through His Word. everybody and welcome to another uh, IHOP podcast. Really, really uh, uh, excited today and and feel blessed and honored to have with me um, uh, Sister Rebecca Bermejo. She serves right now as the uh, Arizona District Messengers of Peace uh, Youth President and uh, among other things that we're going to find out uh, that she's doing. Uh, So Sister Rebecca, praise the Lord and welcome.
1: Thank you, thank you.
0: Um, so, Sister Rebecca, <clears throat> uh, like I mentioned earlier, right now you're serving as the Arizona Messengers of Peace uh, Youth uh, President. Mm-hmm. Um, how has that experience been?
1: Um, you know, to be honest, it has been, it has been a huge blessing. Um, I, I feel honored to be serving as, uh, as a leader of the Arizona Messengers of Peace. I really, I really believe in empowering um, the leaders throughout, you know, the state i really believe in in you know providing those resources that they need to be empowered um and i if i can be completely honest you know it has been a challenge as well a challenge of of time management a a challenge of all of those things but um god prepares you when he calls you he prepares you and he equips you so um even though there have been challenges god has always provided the resources the people that you need around you so it's a blessing
0: oh that's an awesome way to describe it you know when God's going to place you somewhere to do his work in some area that he's going to prepare, but the people around you. So that's awesome. That's really great to hear. Um, and so, you know, and being prepared, I imagine it started not just recently as being the Easy Messengers of Peace president, but you started somewhere. Where, where did you grow up at sister?
1: So, um, See, I, I grew up literally, I, I tell people, it's right in between Tucson and Phoenix, right where <laughs> when you hit the middle of nowhere, you, you've arrived. Oh. <laughs> I feel like I grew up literally in the middle of nowhere um, in Eloy, Arizona. And um, it growing up in a, such a small town really challenged me to find God. Mm. Um, not necessarily on my own, but I think there were many times where <laughs> I had to be my own youth leader. I had to be my own, you know, motivator and encourager because there wasn't always, you know, tons of youth leaders or tons of people that were like, you know, cheering you on. It was it was smaller church. Um, yeah. We didn't have a youth pastor and sometimes we didn't have a youth leader. So I think that growing up where I grew up was really God preparing me to, to seek okay. Him on my own.
0: Yeah, out of that wilderness, huh, sister? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but <clears throat> I imagine um, did, did did having the family or um, you know your parents uh, as as pastors did, did that help or you know growing up as a young woman did, did, I mean I'm, I imagine it has the positives and as a negative because I don't I don't see well I don't feel a lot of times we appreciate things until we understand what it is that we have. so right. you know having a father as a pastor or a mother as a you know as a first lady. Sometimes that can be a blessing or sometimes that can be like, oh, why? why am I? Yeah. So how, how was that? How was that family dynamic? So
1: um, that's a really good question. Um, I don't think I would be here without the prayers of my parents. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would be here without, you know, the way that I was brought up. But at the same time, I think there was a lot of times growing up that I ran away from God, mm-hmm. that I ran away from my responsibilities because of who my parents were. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up as a PK, that was, you know, that was a challenge in itself. Um, you know, a lot of the challenges that, you know, PKs have are you you feel very betrayed at times, mm. you know, just kind of just common challenges, you know, trust issues and things like that. Yeah. So I think that um, it's a double edged sword. I'm here because of them, but I also tried to leave because of who they are, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, I thank God because he reached out to me and he saved me and you know he became my personal savior um but definitely i think that that growing up in a in a pastoral home was a challenge in itself um and i think that a lot of times um one of the challenges that we have with a lot of pks nowadays is that um our parents are so busy saving the world Mm. that sometimes they forget that they need to save their house
0: Um,
1: and i think that's something and i i want to say this i grew up in a wonderful home with Mm -hmm. With very caring parents and very involved parents, but they were very busy. Yeah. yeah. So um, it was both a it was it was it was both a blessing and you know it was not always a blessing, but I think it's because of their legacy that I stand here today. So it, overall, it's been a huge blessing. Yeah. Now that I'm older and I'm mature about it, I think <laughs> that it's been a great great blessing.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and one of the uh, terms you use, just in case there's someone out there that's listening in, you know, PK is a pastor kid or pastoral mm-hmm. yeah. kid. And yeah, you hear phrases like uh, growing up in a glass house. Yeah. You know, because, yeah, <laughs> you <laughs> know, everyone's just kind of looking at what you're doing. And um, and then it reflects on your on your parents, obviously. <clears throat> and the one thing I always found interesting about those type of uh, people or just people in general is that they'll always know what a pastor or pastor's family should be doing. Or not doing, but it never reflects on them, you know, as a member (laughs) or a child of God. You know what they should be doing or not doing, which would be just that—not not not putting people in certain places. So I always found that really interesting. Um, But having that dynamic uh, growing up, you mentioned a little bit. It it almost seemed, uh, you know, like you were kind of running from it. What what were some of what were some of the experiences uh, like? You felt growing up. I, I remember one time at one of our conferences not too long ago, you mentioned you wanted to, to be a Chola. You know, you wanted to join a gang. It, yeah. Was that kind of, did that kind of play into that? Uh, kind yeah, of running definitely.
1: away? So I think it had a lot to do with like where I grew up. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty prominent around here. Um, you know, gangs, and yeah, there are a lot of wannabe gangs, but you know, yeah. at, at the end of the day, they were troublemakers, you know? Um, so I think. To a certain extent, I was probably, uh, now looking back, I was looking for a place to belong. I was looking mm. for a place to, something to be a part of. Yeah. And I think church is that for a lot of people, a place to belong, a place to be a part of, you know, and, and it's kind of that safe place for a lot of people. But I, through my experience, you know, was trying to run away from that. Mm-hmm. So I ran to the opposite, you know, I ran to, <laughs> to things like <laughs> gangs. And um, it, I was never like a hardcore gang member or anything like that, but I was definitely someone that I thought at a very young age that I thought I was all bad and wanted to, to, um, kind of hang out with, you know, some of the gangsters around my neighborhood. Yeah. Um, so, so I think definitely, um, I was running away from, I know, I knew from a very young age that God had called me. Mm. Um, I felt calling from God, but I think it's, I think it's human nature to rebel against God. I think it's human nature to, to kind of want to find your own path. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also attacked attack of the enemy. I mean, the enemy knows what you can be. The mm-hmm. enemy knows, you know, that God has plans for you. So if he can get you at a young age to kind of, if he can blind you to that, and if he can distract you from that, then you'll never really see the, like, you'll never see the potential or yeah. you'll never, you'll never become who God has called you to be. So I think looking back, <clears throat> I think it was both me, you know, looking or searching for a place to belong yeah. because I was running away from from church, and you know what what church represented to me was just like a lot of rules and just mm. a lot of um, things like that, and I was running from that, yeah, but at the same time, um I see now that I was running away because of the enemy knew what I was going to become, yeah. and he was trying to to kill that he was trying mm-hmm. to kill my purpose
0: yeah, and, and I think a lot of that had to do. <clears throat> you being able to come around it was just the really the the par- the prayer of your parents right and Definitely. yeah and and I think that's the one thing that's uh, as leaders and and involved in working with young people I think that's where the frustration comes where it where people because you know you and I or you felt that way at a younger age and you know young people are going to go through what they go through and they're going to learn some things and they'll, they'll appreciate it but it's frustrating when they hit a certain age where you're like, why don't I, why don't you appreciate it now what you have, you know, your relationship? <laughs> right. like, yeah, right. because not only is that a promise that you know God fulfilled for your parents that you know they served Him faithfully that it was going to be not only for them but also for their children and generations <laughs> to come. And, and I think that's the frustrating part is that uh, you know young people can't t- can't be selfish in thinking that well, what if I do this? Who's it going to hurt? Right, you know, and they're thinking about the smaller picture with themselves, yeah. but they're not thinking of down the line of the the lineage that they could leave, right. be, yeah, behind in the future generations of apostolics and you know oneness, God fearing, Holy Ghost speaking tongue, devil. You know, they they don't think of. That.
1: Yeah, you know, it's so it's so awesome that you mentioned that because that's one of that's that's something that I've learned recently mm. or that I've really um, have seen recently. My father walked into church um, in the eighties with weed in his pocket, you know, he had, oh he, had drugs in his he was a, he was a hippie from the seventies. You know, <laughs> he was, wow. um, and the first night that he walked into church, God changed his life. Wow. Um, and God did amazing things in his life. Um, and then, you know, because God changed his legacy, then my legacy was changed as well. Yeah. But I often think like, if I would have turned my back on God, um, my children would have probably mm. never come to the knowledge of God but because god changed his life and eventually changed mine mm-hmm. there's hope for my lineage there's hope for my for generations to come um that they won't be drug addicts that they won't be um because that's what what i came from you no. know that's that's what they were supposed to be but because of the power of god and and the enemy will try to blind you to that the enemy no. will you know, it's like, oh, this is so boring, or this is so <laughs> lame. But then you look at the life of your parents or where God has brought them from and wow. what God has allowed them to become. The enemy is almost trying to take you back to that circle or that cycle of addictions yes. and that cycle of of um, poverty or whatever it is they came from when God already set your parents free. So it's, yeah. it's, um, it's, it's, it's sad to see so many people return to what, their forefathers
0: yeah. were set free from. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and it, yeah, God is good, it, it, You know, and, and you mentioned, because, <clears throat> you know, it was kind of the culture or the thing that was around you, you know, being, being in gangs or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I remember I, growing up where I grew up, it was the same thing. It was a small town and very little to do. Um, <clears throat> so there was only so many choices that you could make. Um, right. And it's funny because it, it's kind of like you're writing your story. And um, because if that's what's going on around you, more than likely, that's what you're going to become. Right. But right. once God gets introduced into that situation or into your life, it just changes the whole dynamic of your story. And right. then he becomes the author and then he becomes, you know, the finisher of our faith. So, uh, yeah. Great. So, yeah, we rewrite our story Amen. <laughs> because, yeah, because God's in it with us. So, sister, <clears throat> what? how old were you when, you when you decided to give your life to the Lord? How old were you when you got baptized?
1: So I was pretty young. So when I was want to be gang I was pretty young. <laughs> so you know, between the ages of ten and twelve, I think is really when I was, you know, trying to to fit in or trying mm-hmm. to find that place. But um, I was almost fourteen. I was thirteen when I when I got baptized, um, and I had a life changing experience at a youth camp um, oh. that I went to. Um, My parents made me go (laughs) Um, and I was 13 and and, um, I don't even think you're allowed to go to youth camp at 13, but I went at 13 and God just, um, God did something amazing in my life and I fought it for a little bit when I came Mm. back from camp. You know, I I fought, you know, I'm too young, Mm. Uh, not too long ago you were not, you know, living like this, not too long ago you didn't care about any of this, but there was a very, very strong, um, now I realize it was a prayer of my parents, it was a very, very strong call in my life and I... And I I decided to give my life to God um, at, at the age of thirteen. I was almost fourteen, but yeah, I was at the age of thirteen when I decided to get baptized.
0: Okay, so it was just that that life changing experience that a camp you, you like you mentioned that you that you were made to go to.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah
0: <laughs> man. I, it's just amazing how God works, you know. And <laughs> you know, you are fighting and you fight it, but God is is patient, and 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 He's yeah, He knows what He's doing. So that's awesome. That's really great, and so sister, from coming from a little small town, and you're still there, but you know, in this in the surroundings that you were at, and and growing up the way you grew up as a pastor's kid, like we were talking about earlier, and how that had its hindrances sometimes, or blessings, or curses, uh, and and trying to find somewhere to fit, and then having that experience at youth camp, and then now, you know how far God has brought you from from those days. To now being involved in ministry and in leadership, share with me a little bit about y- your ministry. I- I've heard you give conferences. I've seen you uh, on Facebook. You know, uh, people saying, "Hey, Sister Rebecca is going to be over here. She's going to be over there." <laughs> share a little. Share with me a little bit about that. About your ministry and and what's going on right now with you. Uh,
1: so, so God has allowed me to. Um, God has allowed. God is so good. Um, <laughs> You know, that's why I I often look at my life and I think like, man, I grew up in the middle of nowhere and Mm -hmm. the the fact that God had his eye on me is so huge. It's so, it's so humbling. And it's so like, I don't know, I don't even know how to explain it, but God has given me the opportunity to travel um, to to Africa, to Costa Rica, to Mexico, to speak the gospel and preach the gospel. He has given us the opportunity to, um, to be the first woman president um, of the Arizona messengers of peace here in Arizona. Um, and, you know, he has given, you know, he just opened doors, door after door. Um, you know, he, he's given me the opportunity to speak at various places. And um, now I realize that that's what the devil was trying to kill. Wow. That's the purpose the devil was trying to kill. Um, I was in the country of Africa last year, and I will be leaving in two weeks um, back to Africa, um, where God did amazing things last year, amazing things, miracles, signs, wonders. And I know that we will see that again this year. Um, and I, I told God, not, you know, I told God, whatever you're going to do, Lord, in, in, the, in my generation, I want to be part of it. Oh, wow. um, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want somebody to come to my church and talk about it. I don't want to watch it on YouTube. If you're going to, if you're going to raise the dead, if you're going to to set the captive free, I want to be part of it. Wow. I want to be there. And I think that God, God is looking for vessels. Yes. So, you know, God didn't, God didn't hesitate. And I, and I know that he's, 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 He's he's using me because I'm willing and he's using yeah. me because because I want to go and 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 I think there's so many young people out there that if if they just say yes to God, God will send them to the nations and God will use them powerfully. He's just waiting for them to go.
0: Yes. Yeah, and and I and I think that's that's what it is, a generation of young people that that need to find their identity, like you were mentioning yeah. earlier, you know, trying to find their identity, but trying to find their identity in their place not in the world, but in Christ.
1: Amen. And Amen. once,
0: and once, once we do that, or once they do that, it's just going to be such an awesome experience for them that they're going to be able to experience things that they've never imagined before. Amen. And it doesn't have to necessarily be, you know, going to to the missionary work or to, or to Africa. I mean, it could be s- smaller goals that they Definitely. have in their local church.
1: Definitely.
0: Um, but yeah, it's, it's just amazing what could happen. um You know, one of the things I've always had in my life, sister, was. God, I love the way God speaks to His people. Like when you have a relationship with Him, He yeah. speaks to you the way that He knows He's going to get your attention. Mm-hmm. And half of my ministry and half of my life, uh, God has always just told me, like Lord, what am I doing here? What am I even doing up here? What am I, you know? I, I don't understand. I'm not where. And half of the half of my conversation with God is just God telling me, just get out of your own way. Yeah. get out of your way, yeah. and let me do what I got to do through you, and then that would just make me feel like you know what this is—that's right. It's God's work, it's yeah. God's—you te- know—it's God's word. It's God's work, it's, so we're just being those vessels. So yeah, it, it, the <laughs> earlier they, the earlier you find that out, the better, because the more you have an opportunity to experience for sure. Yeah. yeah. So um, so you mentioned you're going to be going to uh, Africa, back to Kenya, correct? The Kenya, amen, amen. Yeah. And we have our brother Jonathan Alvarez, too, from our church here. He's he's excited, I know, about going also. Sister, share with me, because we were talking, I was talking to brother Jonathan about that. Share with me, what are some of the challenges that you guys see? Like when you're in places like Kenya, uh, of people uh, and the hunger uh, for serving God yeah uh, what are some of the challenges that you see? I, I imagine some countries are a little bit opposed sometimes you know to having Christians or 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 Bibles or whatever it is. Is it anything like that you know when you guys are there?
1: So um, last year when we went to Kenya mm-hmm. um, a month before we left um, there had been a terrorist attack. At a, at a university. Mm-hmm. So um, basically some terrorists walked in and, and it began to ask the students um, what their faith was.
0: Wow, that's right. And
1: the the students that stated that they were Christian mm-hmm. were killed. Um, over 100 students were killed. Um, and, you know, it's funny because we think, well, after the first one, they should have just, you know, said they didn't have a religion or they should have just said, you know, whatever they wanted to hear. Yeah. But it's so interesting to me that as they went down the line and as they, they saw their their schoolmates and 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 those around them being killed they still proclaimed that they were christian they still said yes i'm a christian and i'm willing to give my life for that Mm -hmm. so i think that was that was that spoke to me so powerfully because um you know sometimes when we're in a crowd or we're ashamed of the gospel and, Mm -hmm. and and they they just they gave their life for it they they didn't say maybe he'll forgive my life they had just killed his friend perhaps and and they still, you know, they did not deny the Lord. And I think that's, that's something that really touched my life. Yeah. Um, also, when we were in the crusade last year, um, there's people that came from really far away to the crusade. Um, and, and I remember a certain lady, she, we were in the women's conference, and she said, I grabbed my, my husband and I grabbed my kids and I told them, we're going to this crusade. I don't know how we're gonna get there. I don't know where we're gonna stay once we get there. <laughs> I don't know where we're gonna eat, but we have to get there because we need to hear a word from God. Wow. So she grabbed her family and they hitchhiked their way to the conference. Uh they got there and they they had a place for them to stay and they had they, they provided food for them. Um but she, she was talking about God's provision and how mm-hmm. God provided and just how and, and that to me showed the hunger that there is yeah. in that, in that country. I mean, if you think about you don't know where your children are going to sleep or you don't know what wow. they're going to eat, that's gotta be stressful, but she, she didn't care. She wanted to hear a word from God. So she traveled. And I think that's there's such a hunger for God. And I think wow. that's why God moves so powerfully in these countries because there is a hunger wow. for God. There's such a hunger. Yeah. That. Oh, wow. That's,
0: that's some a- uh, you know i'm just I'm just picturing that you know just you know how how we can be a few miles away from our church and we're just like, oh my goodness yeah. <laughs> you know we have to be there by twelve or you know <laughs> we have to be there on a wednesday and and to hear that it just kind of puts mm-hmm. a lot of things into perspective you know mm-hmm. so wow that that's that that's really that's really impactful you know just hearing that you uh, having you share that um well <clears throat> Definitely, we're going to be praying for you and, and uh, the group that's going to be going out there. And um, what what do we have coming up uh, district-wise, Sister? What's what's some of the things that you're excited about or what are some of the things you're excited about right now that you see in the district from the young people?
1: So I'm so excited. We just had our Real Talk conference yes. this past weekend, which was a huge blessing. We addressed a lot of the taboos, that, uh, things that we don't talk about in church, like depression and addictions and things like that. It mm-hmm. was a huge blessing And we're excited because our youth camp is coming up, um, Mm -hmm. July 12th through the 16th. Um, It's a similar camp to the one I was mentioning earlier where God changed my life. And I know that God will change more lives. um, He continues to change lives. Um, So we're excited about that youth camp. Um, And then in in October, we have our LSI Love Serve Impact Conference. Mm -hmm. Um, Last year during LSI, we raised um, over 300 backpacks to send to Kenya, to an orphanage in Kenya. And then we also fed over 520 homeless people. Um, it was just a huge blessing to be able to serve them and to be able to, you know, to be the hands and feet of God. Um, so those are some of the events that are coming up. We plan to feed the homeless again. Um, so those are those are some of the things we're excited about.
0: Oh, that's great! And yeah, um, you were mentioning the dates for CAB. It's going to be uh, back to five days, which is back to five days. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so excited! Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that's gonna be awesome. That's gonna be great. Amen. All right. Well, Sister Rebecca, I really, you know, just thinking about the things that you shared with me, just just kind of the little timeline that you gave, and you know, growing up like you, like we mentioned earlier where you were at, and and how God has just kept His hand in your life and just moved in you, and now you're doing these things for His honor and His glory. Um, this is this is this is exactly the God that we serve. You know, God of yeah. change and 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 God that's looking for vessels and, and instruments to be able to uh to uh help his kingdom uh expand definitely in yeah. jesus name and i, I want um i wanna just encourage you sister to keep going strong and um and you you've made a huge impression like i said every it, the times I've got to hear you speak at these conferences you're always open and you're always um you know real. Uh, so it's just it's just awesome, sister, and, and that's really really impressive for uh, a, a young person, especially a young lady in this day. So, sister, keep up the great work. We're gonna be praying for you, my wife and I, and uh, and for obviously the churches and Arizona District Messengers of Peace, sister. I want to appreciate your time. Thank you very much for doing this with me, and um, and that's all I have for today, sister. Thank you so You're much.
1: You're welcome. Well, thank you so much. I'm honored to have been part of it.
0: Oh, thank you, sister. All right, well, God bless you. God bless
1: you.